Okay, let's get into this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach, Tavshanayin Beis, and we start off with the beginning of the Parsha. As we know, Yaakov Avinu is on his way back, he's scared, doesn't know what's going to be, he prepares in the three different ways to meet his brother Esav, and finally he gets to Esav, and is on his way, and he gives the message to his messengers to tell Esav, in the second Pasuk of the Parsha, this is what you should tell my brother Esav, your servant Yaakov, with love and I have lived, and I have delayed until now. I have delayed until now. And I have, I have oxen and donkeys, all the different animals. We've discussed bits and pieces of these psukim uh, in the past. Today we're going to focus on the last two words of Pasuk, hey, for a moment. And he says, I've been delayed until now, and this is all my possessions. Well, of course I've been delayed until now. When, to, when else was he delayed until? What's the message of the Torah? He should say, that's where I've been. What was Yisab waiting for him? He's been delayed until now, at this moment? What's meant, what's meant to teach us, what is the, those two words alluding to with ad ata? So as last week, I think, this week as well, we'll start off with the Dubna Magid. If you look in the first source, in Kresel Shabbos Oneg, Dubna Magid tells us as follows. The Marshal, Adam Ani Hanosiyah Mibesul Medina Sayam, an Ani who's traveling to Medina Sayam, he goes far away, the Choser Kavar Kamashanim Shuashir, a number of years later, the Ani comes back. Vadayo Murabrio, and he comes back and he has money. And he has riches, he's not an Ani anymore. So what do people think? Vadayomru Habrios, Kiyoshro Balo, Mikachavoto, Mischashama, it must be he was a great investor. It must be he spent time over the years. Little by little he built himself up, and over time he was able to, you know, turn it around and become an Ashir. And it's possible. People might think, you know what? You know, it seems that um, it's fertile ground where this Ani went. Because he's no longer an Ani. And they'll follow him. And they'll go there too. Because after all, we see that it's, um, it, it's worked out for him. That's if an Ani goes and comes back years later. That's what people will think. But in contrast... But what happens if an Ani goes far away? And the following week he comes back, he's a millionaire. What would people think? They'll know, he won the lottery. What, that one, what, he invested something and he, and he made millions in a week? No. Some nace, some miracle happened. He won the lottery. That's not going to get them to go and follow and say, wow, I want to go to that land because I'm also going to win the lottery. People know that Nisim are in Shriach. They're not so common. And therefore, if it's Bederech HaTeva and it's natural and it takes time, people might say, you know what? Seems like that's a good place to make an investment. I'm going to go there and hopefully it'll work for me too. But if it happens that if in a very short period of time, nobody's going to follow him. But in reality, things could happen the other way too. Ulam line 8 Sometimes it could happen. A poor person could go far away. It could be that he'll go for a long time and he won't make a cent. And you know what? The day before he comes back, he's there for years. He doesn't, nothing works. The day before he comes back, boom, he wins the lottery. And then he comes back. What are people going to think? They're going to think, wow, it took years. He was mashkia. He invested. They won't know that it all happened at the last moment of Derek Nase. They'll think it was all the regular process. It must be that he worked for it and we'll go also. If that's the case then, it's only appropriate in terms of his being Yashar to tell him, you know what? It wasn't such a great place to be. I was there for three, four years. Nothing worked. On the last week, the last few days, unbelievable, an ace happened. And don't think that you should go there. He doesn't want to mislead people. That would be the honest thing to do. Says the Dubna Maga is exactly what happens here. Yaakov was away for 20 years. 20 years. He worked for one wife. He worked for another wife. And then he just worked to make some money. Seven, seven, and six. 
He was there for many years. He comes back with all this stuff. So what's Esav going to think? Even though he's Esav of Russia. Esav going to think, wow, maybe Lavan City is a, is a good place to invest. Look at all this cattle. Look at all this sheep. Look what everything he has. Yaakov, nice to see you. See ya. I'm going. So Yaakov had to tell him, no, 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 Esav, you don't understand. I didn't make anything. Lava cheated me out of everything. This all happened the last couple of days. Last couple of days, I had animals flying through the sky. And I took out the Nukutim and the Vrudim, and there was nothing. It was all the last few days. Don't think that something happened that you should follow. It was all miraculous. He wanted to tell Esav, though Esav wanted to kill him, he still didn't want to mislead him. And therefore he says, Esav, you should know it only happened to be the last couple of days. Now we understand the significance of two words in the Torah. What did Yaakov Avinu say? Tell Yaakov, tell Esav, It just happened now. This moment. All this happened now. It wasn't a natural events over the past couple of years. Don't think you should go there. It's not going to work for you. Um, exactly if you go to the house of Lava to try to make to try to make some money. Okay, so that gets the ball rolling for tonight. Dubna Magid teaching us what those two words are telling us. Let's continue. So what's the continuing message? He gives the message to the to the Shluchim to Esav. Yeshuvah Hamalachim Pasuk Zayin Al Yaakov Lemar. We came to Esau. He's coming to you. Got 400 men. Does not look promising for Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov says, what's his first reaction? He's scared and he's scared. And therefore, he does all the preparations. He splits up the arm. And comes to one part. The other part will be safe. And he davens. Chazal do already pick up on this double lashon. Vayira Yaakov Maod Vayetzer Lo. What does Rashi say? Vayira Shema Yehareg. I'm worried that I'm going to be killed. Yaakov thinks, right? Yeah, Esau was a good hunter, right? He was Yodei Tzayid. He was a good hunter, and Yaakov now is going back into the lion's den because Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him to. But he's doing it for Yaakov. So Vayira Shema Yehareg, Vayetzerlo. What's the double? The first lashon, I'm scared I'm going to be killed. What's the second lashon? Vayetzerlo, Im Yaharoku et Achirim. I'm worried that I'm going to have to kill others. I might have to kill Esav. So he was nervous about that. Kimat, almost every Mefarish asks, what's he nervous about? What's the second nervousness? To be killed, I understand why he's nervous. It's scary to, to be in the face of a, right, of a revolver, of an arrow, right? But what, what's he scared of? He'll kill Esau. It's a mitzvah. Right? Right? Self-defense. What was he scared about from the fact that he might have to kill Esau? Question number one. Another question uh, that is not as, as, uh, as asked, and that is if you focus on the Lashon for a minute, what should Rashi say? But it doesn't say that. It says, He might have to kill others. Who else? Talking about Esav here. Esav might kill him, he might kill Esav. That's how the Rashi is usually quoted outside. But if you look inside, Rashi doesn't exactly say that. Rashi, maybe he'll be killed, and maybe he will have to kill others. Who are the others that we're talking about? So two questions. What is he nervous about at all? That he might have to kill Esav? Why should he be nervous? And number two, why is it that Rashi says, Achirim? So if you look at source number two, it's, uh, this was already blown up a little bit, but if you have it at home, feel free to, uh, to look in the Sif Sechachamim. Sif Sechachamim has two answers. Sif Sechachamim says, V'yesh lefarish. This is all to keep us young. V'yesh lefarish. The Yaakov Haya Yare Shemayaragas Esav the Yitzchak Yitzta'er Biyoser. He's worried he's going to upset his father. Remember? Yitzchak already screamed very loudly once. We gave a trap over first that it was he really it was all about his life. Okay. 
But either way, Yitzchak loved Esau. The Torah says that. Did that change? Okay, maybe it changed somewhat when he had that realization. But he still had deep feelings for his son. So Yaakov's right, I might have to kill him, then my father's going to get really mad at me and curse me and get upset at me. This is shot number one. He doesn't want to kill Esau. He's worried about it because he doesn't know what the repercussions are going to be back at home with Yitzchak. Answer number one. That doesn't explain the second question. That's the first question. Number one. Number two. Inami Yesh Lafarish. Or another pshat, says the Siddiqa Rabbim, is he's worried about a halachic issue. A halachic issue. What halachic issue? Yesh Lafarish. The Yaakov Vadai Lohaya Yorishem Yaragas Esav. He's not worried about Esav. He knows Esav wants to kill him, so he's going to kill Esav first. Not a problem. The Kaimalan. Habelo Hargacha Ashkim Lahargo. You know the halach is. Somebody tries to kill you, it's a mitzvah to kill the person in self-defense. Ella, she Yaakov haya misyare, she miyaroku anoshim shal Esav. He might not only have to kill, he might not only have to kill Esav, he might have to kill the people with Esav, there were 400 men with Esav. Did each of them want to kill Yaakov also? Were they going to go to the death like Esav was going to? Or they were just going along with Esav Yaakov didn't know. And the halacha is that one is only allowed to kill in self-defense if that's the only way to defend oneself. If there is a way to break the guy's leg, if there's a way to what's called matzil be'echad me'ivarav, sometimes under the heat of the moment, you know, it might not be possible to think about it, but if there is time and the situation presents itself that one can can focus on that, that's the halacha. Yachol ha'atzil, you have to be matzil be'echad me'ivarav. Ve'ulai says the Sipsei Chachamim, Heim lo bo'laragus Yaakov, maybe they're not coming to kill Yaakov, Ela anoshim shel Yaakov, maybe they're going against the men, not against Yaakov himself. Rak Esav bo'laragus Yaakov, V'yavu bisha anoshim shel Esav, Hayu rot v'nachar anoshim shel Yaakov, V'kol adam nita v'olatzel asanir da panafsha shel rodev. Maybe they were only interested in killing Yaakov's men, not Yaakov himself. They knew Yaakov Avinu. And therefore, Yaakov was worried he might kill somebody inadvertently that he's not allowed to kill. And that's the Achirim. He's not worried about killing Esau. That's fine. But he's worried about killing other people. Achirim. People with Esau that maybe don't have the same intentions that Esau has in terms of killing himself. Second shot. Number one, he's worried about Yitzchak's feelings. You could even say, not only about what Yitzchak would do to him, but maybe Yitzchak's afraid. How old was Yitzchak at this time? Right? Yitzchak's, he might not take the news so well, right, that, uh, in, his, in his old age. You could also say that, that he was worried about. But the second time is a halachic issue. And then there's a third idea. That's in the next source, the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Freed, who quotes, and this, is, this idea is quoted in other svarim as well. It's based on a thought of the Archaim HaKadosh. Archaim HaKadosh in Parshas Re'ei. Parshas Re'ei, which is discussing the mitzvah of Ir Hanidachas. Ir Hanidachas, a city which is totally infested with idol worshippers. The entire city is idol worshipping, and they were warned. Fachulu, Ir Hanidachas. So the Allah is going to burn the city. Going to destroy the city. But the Torah says there, in that context, line 10 on the right side, V'nasam l'charachamim v'richamcha. Hashem will give you compassion. When you're wiping out an entire city, Hashem's going to give you compassion? Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, Kavanas Ma'amar Zekan, what does this mean? To wipe out the entire city. And it's only natural, as the Sefer Chinuch says a thousand times in his commentary, we're affected by what we do. So if I spend the day killing people, that's going to affect me. I might become a little bit of a killer, not just killing. You know what the Torah says? The Torah gives you a promise. You do in the mitzvah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're doing it after it's decided that this is a real irani dachas. So that's it. Right, so Rachmanus is one of the one of the mitos of a Jew. 
Last line, that's what is a promise. Why? Even though it's true, Hashem has a promise, I'm going to give you Rachamim. I'm going to give you Rachamim. That's the Arachayim HaKadosh Be'irani Dachas. That's why there's a special promise there that the Kaddish Baruch is going to give them Rachamim. Suggest the Yam Simcha, that's what Yaakov is nervous about. Yaakov is nervous about killing Esau. Not about the actual killing, but what's it going to do to him if he has to kill somebody? The Efshar Mizehoya Yara Yaakov, he was worried about himself. Shim Yarog Esau, Afilu Mutter, even if he's allowed to kill Esau. Avoza Yigrom, She Yolid Lomidos Achzorius Chasvashalom, Shazel Hefach Misimani Yisrael. It'll breed, it'll instill in him this midam, a lack of value of life, even though he's a Russian mushchas and he deserves to die and he's a murderer. But still, why does Bezdin have to fast on the day he puts somebody to death? Why do they have to do tshuva on such a serious day? Because it's, it's not simple. It's not simple. Kid to eat like the Gemara says in Yavamis, the three midas of a, of a Jew, Rachman and Baishan and Begomli Chasadim, Rashi Tevis Chaver. Mishamhachi line ten, Hayyari Yaakov Laragasesa. That's why he was worried. That's why he was worried. That's what he was scared of. What it would do to him. But now continues this Yam Simcha, but it's not so simple. Hashem promised by Yerni Dachas there wasn't going to be a problem, right? Why? Because it was a mitzvah. So here he's also doing a mitzvah. So what's he worried about? What's he if he already knows the mitzvah, so he knows he would be allowed to do this. So just like Yerni Dachas has a promise, so what's he nervous about? Lachar, there will be a promise here too. Why did Hashem give them such a promise? You're not killing them for revenge. Whenever you do the mitzvah, there's a special promise there. Kodesh Baruch is not going to let it affect, let it affect us. So what was he worried about? Well, back to the question. Right, a great answer. He's worried that the killing is going to make the killing is going to make him into a little killer. But if that's the, but, but just by any dachas, there's a promise because he did it with mitzvah. So do here. So Yaakov's still worried. Why is he worried? Is he going to kill Esav with the purest of intentions? Is he going to kill Esav because oh, self-defense? It's a mitzvah. This guy wants to kill me. He made me run away. He's the one that caused me had to have these 20 years with love on. I got two wives and 11, maybe four wives and 11, 11 kids out of it uh, as of now. But still, Esav is Esav. So suggesting Yam Simcha, maybe the point is he was worried he wouldn't be totally Lashma. And then he wouldn't merit the special protection and bracha that Hashem gives one involved in a mitzvah. Last pakalam. Ela al-karchin. Tzrichim lomar. We have to say. The Yaakov chashash mishem rovan v'sanuso. The golden year of Shemayim shalom. Because of his humility. Shalom yachshu la'arog esav. Mishem ayatah shalabola hargacha. He's not going to kill him because of the mitzvah of self-defense. He's going to kill him because I hate him. And I know he's my brother, but I can't stand him. And I stole the brachas from him. And he's been doing this all his life. And he's been putting on a show. Imagine. Just think about in our own lives, imagine two siblings where there's one sibling that's a disgusting, evil person, but he puts on a show for parents and the other siblings realize it. And the father still loves this guy who's always tricking. The, 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 you hate one. They'll be so mad at that sibling. Right, right, you, you take it all the, the favor and the, and the, and the attention. So what does Yaakov feel for Esau? Obviously, Tzadik Yisod Olam, Yaakov Ishtam Yoshevi Olim. But maybe in his humility, he's going to be worried that, you know, it's, am I going to be killing him with purest of intentions? El Yargeo Mishum Pneus, Pneus Atzmios, Lincoln Be Esau, Alkalatzarash Asalo. That is why Mishum Hachi Hayyar Lahargo. That's why he would be worried. And not only he would be worried, he'd be worried that because he wouldn't have purest of intentions, he wouldn't merit the bracha, and he'll end up killing other people too. That's the achirin. So it all fits, but ultimately, the approach is, he's scared about it affecting himself. 
That is the approach of the Yam Simcha, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the special protection. By Yerani Dachas, Yaakov wanted to make sure that he had the protection of, of the mitzvah here in this circumstance. Okay, so three answers we had. What the double Ashen is, Vayir Vayetzelo, why was he worried that he was, he was going to have to kill Esau? But there's another shot of the double Ashen. Not based on Rashi, not based on Chazal. Vayir Vayetzelo, we already said. He's worried he's going, to ki- he's going to get killed or he's going to kill. There's another pshat, possibly of the double ushan, and that's suggested by the Beis HaLevi. Source number four. Remember, we've got to keep doing the Beis HaLevi in Brashas and Shmos, because that's all we have. We don't have the Beis HaLevi on the last three books of the Torah. So we've done, over the past couple of years, various Beis HaLevis in this parsha as well. Let's turn to source number four. Hatzileni no... Well, he focuses... Let's read another Pasuk. He focuses on another Pasik and he's going to put it together with his double Lashon. If you continue reading, as we know in the, in the Psukim, Yaakov Avinu prepares for war, and then he starts davening to Hashem. Pasuk Yud Beis, Yud Aleph. Katoti Mikala Chasadim Mikal HaMS. I am small. <laughs> Remember the girl we spoke about last year? Kiva Makli Avadi Asiyardin Azeav. Vato Yisad Hashem Achros. I have nothing. I'm a nobody. Hatsileni Nami Adachim Yadesav. Save me. Save me for my brother from Esau. I'm worried. Maybe he's going to come hurt me. What's the double Lashon Chazal pick here? On Miyad Achi, Miyad Esav? Miyad Achi Esav. What's Miyad Achi, Miyad Esav? From my brother, from Esav. Says Rashi. Miyad Achi, She'enoek imikach elke Esav Arasha. It's Miyad Achi, but he's not acting like Achi. He's acting like Esav. So it's like you have to put a, a couple of words in between the phrases. Chazal tell us. Miyad achim miyad esav. Says the Beis HaLevi, a different shot in that Pasuk and a different shot in our Pasuk. Again, adding on to what Chazal uh, say themselves. Yesh Havin, Line 1 in the Beis HaLevi. Achareki lo hayalo rak ach echad. Lomo hutzrach lo mar miyad esav. Ubriyamar miyad achik far mavur bakashaso. Same thing that Chazal asked. But he quotes the Zohar. Says the Zohar, Vizelashono. Mikan man de tzalit slusa, de boy lafarsha mile kitakayos. When you daven, you have to explicate exactly what you're davening for. Miyad achi, vi itema kravin uchronin, stam achin, ikrin, miyad esav, begin lafarsha mile kitakayos. Okay, that Zohar is similar to what Rashi said, and that is. He's Ace, he's Achi, but he's acting like Asaf. Amnam says the Besalevi, maybe I can come up with another idea. The Yesh Lafarish Kavana, line eleven. Di Yaakov Bihivado de Asaf Balikraso. When Yaakov realized that Asaf was coming to him, Havin, Deloyim Ale Mechan Mishneha Ofanim. There were one of two things that were going to happen, and he didn't like either of them. He had to go back, because the Khadash Barakul told him to go back. Maybe he was hoping that he would like get by Esav and and nobody would realize that he's back. I don't know. I don't know how many how many people were in the world at that time in that uh, in that area. But yeah, Esav found out about it, and there were four hundred men on the on the trail. So Yaakov says, "There's two things that might happen, and neither of them are good." Oh, de Esav yilachemim over Yirtzelahargo. Either Esav's going to want to kill him. Possibility number one. Oh, de Yisratzeimo. Or the opposite. He'll become friendly with him. The Yashuv Me'apo. And he'll return from his anger. The Yeshev Yaakov. Let's forget old times. Don't worry about those silly brachos. I didn't want the Avoda anyway. Let's just be together. One big happy family. Yaakov was worried about that too. Yaakov was worried about both. He was worried about the Miyad Achi, the love, the brotherhood, and he was worried about the Miyad Esav, what Esav stood for. The goodness and the love that Esav would give, Yaakov was not interested. That's the Pasuk. Vayira Yaakov Ovayetzelo. Say that's our double lashon in our pasuk. Why? Vayira Shema Yahargenu. Maybe he's coming to kill me. Vayetzelo Shema Yiskarevlo. Maybe he's coming to befriend me. 
Hashem save me from both of these. And Hashem did. Hashem made him, let him pass by. He didn't have to live near Esav, but he wasn't killed by Esav. First Esav wanted to kill him. But I guess after all the presents and after uh, all of the all of the build-up, Esav had a moment of Rachmanis. And later when Esav says, let's go together, Yaakov says, I- I'm very slow. I'm very slow. Please, please, please go ahead. Esav wanted to go together. He was also saved that Esav went on his way back to Seir. Line 29. Yaakov knew that both were dangerous. When they want to kill us and they, when they want us to be very close to them. Those are both dangerous situations for a Jew. It says the Beis Alevi, that's the double Ashram Yadachim Yadesav, that's the double, uh, t- double fright that, Avra, that Yaakov had. And line 35, call Maisa Ha'avosin Simulabanim. Maisa Ha'avosin it's exactly what happens in all our, of our Golios. As we know, Yaakov Avinu is the prototype. He is the Av Begolos. He's the one that goes into Gaulus. He was just in Gaulus for 20 years. He's going to go back into Gaulus with his children, obviously Mitzrayim. My Throughout the years of Gaulus of Esav, Esav, which is Rome, which is Edom, which is the Gaulus that we're still in today, there's going to be two types of, of, of Gaulios. Like they wanted to do in Yaakov. So many times, so many centuries in our history, they wanted to kill us. They wanted to, to exterminate us. Hashem did not. He gave us a, a she'eris hapleta, a, a fraction sometimes. But then at the, sometimes they say, you know what? Freedom, freedom of religion, let's all to live together like one big happy family. But deep down, what are they trying to do? They're trying to do the spiritual annihilation. Be like us. The Yavanim didn't want to really kill us. They said, you know, just accept our, accept our religion. Accept the gymnasium. Accept what we believe in. Let's go together. And, skipping a couple of lines, they might even believe certain tenets of the faith. It could be that the nations of the world will start believing in certain of the asodas of our faith. An afterlife, a boreolam, the year to the Yaakov, Where we believe also in the basics. So you can be like us. You have to be so orthodox, so observant. Right, we give a little, you give a little. Meet us halfway. That's, that's the danger. The danger that we see Rahman al-Islam today. So many people who are lost, who don't even realize whether it's in any country in the world. Rahman al-Islam. Even the countries that have spiritual freedom. But sometimes the freedom is also, or even a bigger Nisayon, than, than not having the freedom. Line 10, Vizel mamish kamamar halitzim. Like, it's like, uh, you know, that type of attitude, I'll meet you halfway, is like the scoffers say, So I'll get a little piece of the Levyasan. I need such a big piece. It's like, I, I, I'm two mitzvahs, I'm Shomer I'll go to Olam Haba. I want to have the best seat in Olam Haba. Wonderful. I'll be there. I'll be towards the back. Okay. I need a seat near the Bima. I'm good. I'll be right now. I'll be there. I'll get a piece. Right? We can be like them. Is there any other place that we want to go to buy a ticket for? And we'd have to say, you know what? Just give me a bad seat. 
Just give me a bad, I want to sit in the back row. We're not talking about shul. We're talking about the, talking about the, any, 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 you pl- fill in the blank, any exciting event that we like to be at. We'd all pay good money to be in the front row. V'zeo galos ha'sheni shi'e besofa galios hu nikra beperech, beperach, with a soft mouth. Miyad achi, miyad esa. Vayira vayetzer. Yaakov's worried about both galios. If it's not Am Levadad Yishkon, if it's not B'nai Yisrael in Goshen, obviously being Makadi Shem Shamayim and affecting the world and being a Mamlechaz Kohen Begay Kadosh, but not in, being interconnected too much, that's even dangerous. And he even says on line 21, Higdimu Betilasa, what was he even more nervous about? Miyad Achi Miyad Esav. He was even more nervous about the Achi Galus. Than the ace of Galus. Yan ki barishon ein barak shibud gufani. Vahasheni hu shibud bishneem. Baruchani vagambu gufani. Dari koltov shiiti nu rak lahamavater mea mitzvis. Venimsa maabe nafsho. And therefore, says the base of that's what Yaakov was worried about. And that's what we experience so many times throughout our history. And just to end off, he says, maybe this gives us an insight into one of the shiramalases. We have a thought about it. If you look on the next page for a second, and then we'll come back. Beis HaLevi discusses, Shiram Alos Kufchavtes, Rabbas Tzirarunim Min Urai, Yomar Na Yisrael. Rabbas Tzirarunim Min Urai, Gam Lo Yachlu Li, V'chulu. Why is David HaMelech saying the same phrase twice? Rabbas Tzirarunim Min Urai, Many have pained me from my youth. Yomar Na Yisrael, the Jews say. Rabbas Tzirarunim Min Urai, Gam Lo Yachlu Li, But Hashem has has saved me throughout. Says the Beis HaLevi is referring to the two types of Galios. The two types. It starts off, it starts off, Al-Gabi Kharshu Kharshim, Heri Chulamani Sam, they whack us and they hit us and they plow on us. And what happens eventually? Hashem Tzadik. Kitzetz Avos Rishayim. He cuts the ropes of the Rishayim. He saves us from the physical being decimated. And we can't look at individuals because individuals, Rahman al-Assan, have been decimated. And families. But Jewish people as a whole, as an Am, we're still here against all odds. But what's going to happen once HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that? At the end of days, which we hope we're in now. Ikvaset the Mashiach. What happens? They're going to jump back. Those who ate Sion. They won't try to physically hurt us. They'll say, why are you different than us? It'll be like a plant, a chatzir on a roof. What do you mean? You plant something on a roof? Says the Beis HaLevi. It looks like it's growing. It looks like it's nice and wonderful. It's not getting anywhere. It's on a roof. It's not going to grow. It's not going to take root. Shakan Mashal of Yavesh is going to get dried out. Shalomile Kafokoser Bechisom Ma'amir Vachulu. Back to the Beis Alevi. What I just said inside. What does it mean? This, t- this parak says the story of the Gullus. Line 20, 37. Tibishne Ofanim Sararuni Rabos. The Chazarakasavuma Faresh Beprat. Shne Ofanim. It goes through in detail. These two ways. They physically hurt us. We hope it's Pesof now. We hope that Saris, Rahman, and Litzlan are finished. Hashem Tzadik, And they jump back to Sony Tzion. And they try a different tactic. They try the Perach. They try... Have freedom. Be like us. Do whatever you want. Dima, line 49. Tova Sambitzit Kasam Lizria. David Amalek says it's like a plant. Sha'al Hagag. Sha'oso Tzemach Balyasa Kemach. Barak Hevel Hema Koltovasam. Hatsileni Nam. Miyad Achi. Miyad Esav. Vayira. Yaakov Ma'od Vayetzelo. Yaakov's worried. Yaakov's very worried about both types of Golios that face the Jewish people. Okay. Next, let's continue. Lamed Bez, he has the meeting with Esav, gets through it. Um, I'm sorry, he's, uh, he, he's getting ready to have the meeting with Esav, and he tells all of the groups, and Yaakov then forgets something. 
Vayakam balay vatavar amin chalpana pasach abeis vulam balay lo b'machaneh. He's resting in the in the uh, the encampment. Vayakam balay lahahu vayikach shtei nashav v'shtei He takes his wives. He takes his shvachos. Interestingly, they're not called wives. Nashav, as in contrast to shivchosav. Vesachar asar yeladav, but they're all his children. Eleven children. Vayavar is maavar yabok, and they pass over the maavar yabok. He takes everything across. And he was left alone. And he starts fighting with the Malach. Yaakov is left alone. What does Rashi say? Maybe the most famous Rashi on the Parsha. He left a can in the wagon. And he went back for it. Alayim, he had to go back. Shochach pachim ketanim. He forgot the little pachim. These little, not valuable, little things. And the question is, there has to be something deeper here. What are these pachim ketanim meant to teach us? He cared so much about recycling. You know, what, is, what exactly is, uh, is, meant, is meant by this rash? Three ideas. First from the Arizal, quoted in various places. I gave it to you from the Osros Torah, source number six. It says the Ariyah Kadosh. Tzadikim, line one. Tzadi, source number six. Tzadikim chavev alayem amonam kilio milamawa Everything that I have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hashem gives me everything in my life. If I have that attitude and that deep recognition that everything is from God, so how could I let anything go to waste? Baltashchis. Hashem wants me to have that dollar, so I'm not going to take it? He gave it to me. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives me everything b'shefa. Whatever I have is from Him. So what am I going to say? Ah, eh, I don't need that. Hashem's giving it to me. I don't need it. God obviously thinks I need it. So I'm going to reject it? If I didn't need it, Hashem wouldn't give it to me. The fact that God gives it to me means I need it. It might be that He gives it to me to be able to give to somebody else. But just to leave it, that's not, that's not the attitude that we have to have. That's why He went back. It's okay, God. I'm taken care of. That's the attitude that we have. We recognize all comes from Hashem, and therefore we care for our assets. It doesn't mean that our life revolves around our assets. Our greatest assets are our Torah and mitzvot. But the physical assets that Hashem gives us also, we obviously know that He wants us to have them, and therefore... Uh, we we focus on them and and care for them. Just related to this, before we get to the second one, turn the page for a minute. Rav Yerucham also says this idea. Yerucham says the same idea in source number seven as this Arizal, line three. He named Milvad Din Shal Besides the idea of Baltashchus, which we know is a halacha, it's a mitzvah. He named Yeshkan Inyan Shal Shmiras Nachasim Ibudam. We have to guard our nechassim from getting ruined. It's not true. And he gives it to me. And he has an interesting diuk. We know the famous story of Rebbe at the end of his life. He stuck his hands up in the air. Though he was very rich, right? Two weeks ago in the parsha, we had it in Toldos. Antonidas for Rebbe, that was the 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 hint of Gayim and Goyim that Shame told told Rivka. He stuck his hands in the air. He says, "I didn't benefit even an iota. These ten fingers didn't get any extra hana in this from all the But he didn't get rid of the stuff that Hashem gave him. He just didn't benefit from it. Yeah, Hashem gave it to me, okay, but I could choose how much I'm going to be involved in the Gashmias. But says Rav Yerucham, he didn't throw it out. Hashem gave it to me. Hashem gave it to me. I'll take care of it. 
doesn't mean I have to, you know, if I have a lot of money, it doesn't mean I have to stuff my face and it doesn't mean I have to have a buy big this and a big that. I could use it however I want to use it. So Rebbe had a certain attitude and hashkafin how he used it. But he didn't get rid of it. And then he gives a story. There was a philosopher. And he was trying. Maybe he wanted to be like Rabbi Danasi. But he didn't, uh, he didn't get the right uh, approach. He said he wanted to be mistapik v'muat. V'yazavetz kala shalovi niach la'atzmo ki'im klei she'iva lishtos mayim. He gave away everything. He had nothing left in his house except a little, a little water pump. A little water pump to get water out of the well. V'hine pam behelcho baderech. One time he was walking on the road. Ra'a, he saw. V'hine machane anashim ovrei derech. He saw some travelers on the road. The kulam, there kulam. He to atzmamala be'er. V'shasu mayim b'marfiyam yasharmana be'er. Belishem kelim. He saw them sticking their faces and their hands into the well, taking water without this pump. So he says to himself, "I guess I don't even need this." And he throws the pump away. The hishbavi meno gamis kleyashiva. Hatavar yichidi shod hayeito. Says if you're rochem, that's not the Jewish way. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives me something, I take care of it. Kodesh Baruch Hu wants me to have it, he obviously knows what's best for me and what I should have. All, number one, Pachim Ketanim, to teach us everything is from Hashem. Second idea, going back now to the source six, in the Osos HaTorah, quotes from the Shach, the Sifse Kohen, Who says maybe there's another deeper meaning, and that's Vaivaser Yaakov Levado. Going back on the on the words that Rashi is commenting on, Levado, if you look in a number of sources, they quote, if you switch around one letter in Levado, and you just rub off a little bit of the bays, it becomes a chaf. Vaivaser Yaakov Likado. Yaakov was left alone for his cod. That's the Pachim Ketanim. It was a kad. It was a jug. Amru Chazal. Al tikri levado elo lekado. Mi'ayin balo ze'akad. What kad are we talking about? It was the kad that he used already 20 years ago. Kisha Yaakov Samo Avanim Merash Osav. Last week's parsha, when he woke up from his dream, hishkim baboker umatzan evanachas, he realized that they became one stone. Nisbaselo kachel shemen, he found a cot of oil nearby. He realized this is shara shemayim beiselokim v'yatzak al rosha, and he pours water. He pours, I'm sorry, he pours oil on the stones. V'chazer akad v'nismalei, and the cod stays full. Azyada Yaakov. Yaakov says this is a special cod. This is a card that's going to come in handy in, a, in the next couple of centuries. This is the oil, the card that Moshe Rabbeinu used to anoint Aaron and his sons and all the Malachim and all the Kalim. As the Gemara says, increase us in a couple of months. I feel me will get there. That the Shemin Shasa Moshe by Midbar it never ran out. It was always replenished itself. It's for me forever. And it's also the card that we spoke, that was on the, in the Torah a couple of weeks ago. The shaman, the oil of the Sarfatit that Elisha says, start pouring. And she pours, and she pours, and she pours, and it doesn't stop until she gathers more and more containers, and she fills up all the containers. I'm sorry. I'm not forgetting that card. I'm going back for that card. That's not just a, a recycling one. And of course, as the coin of her, in the next, next lines, if that card did everything else, then we might as well put it into another story in history coming up in a couple of weeks. There was one card, there was one little jug of oil that was found with the Chasimah of the Kohen Gadol, Pashutu Be'enai, Shegam Osu HaPachnes Galo Gamkin Lebenei Chashmonoi, Shechasu Bechosu HaMashe Kohen Gadol, Shalaron HaKohen, Zeli Ludarosechem, this is, this is what's going to last forever. So that's the Kad, it wasn't just Stam Kad that he went back for. Pachim Ketanim, but among those Pachim, were the Kad, Ve'ibasar Yaakov 
Likado. Number two. So number one was the Arizal. Number two was the Sifse Kohen, the Kad, and the symbolism. And finally, a third idea on the Kadim. Third idea on the Kadim. Says the Shemanatov in source number eight in the fourth volume of the Shemanatov. He quotes the Rashi, which is based on a Gemara in Mesechus Chulin, and then he quotes the Medrash. Who is like God? Who is like man? We're the same parsha. Same word is used to describe both. V'nisgav Hashem levado. Mahakesher, what is the connection, if we can even say the words, comparing mankind to God? Levado, levado. And then we'll get back to the Pachem Ketanim. Step number one. V'hakavana, line six. B'yan tzibu foshalot n'sgav Hashem levado l'kan. K'day lahotzi milu b'yinu shalo nifrash ha-levado, levado, excuse me, t'nishar azuvi divagamud. Livado can mean two very opposite things. Alone. Why would somebody be alone? What would their mentality, their state of being be when they are alone? There's alone and there's loneliness. It's also livado. What is livado? What can it mean? Livado can mean nishar azuv v'yechidiva gamud. He's left by himself a lonely, azuv, left out, yechidi. That's what levado could mean. But levado could also mean pirusho, yichuduso, veroma muso. Levado can mean uplifted, inspired, uniquely high, not in a gaiva way, but in a self-inspired, wow, look at me, look what I could do, look who I am. That's a very different levado. The same word. You don't always know what it means. Says the Shem Rabbi Weinberger, the same thing could be by another word, which means something similar, badad. Badad in the Torah sometimes can mean thrown out, alone, forgotten. Echa yeshva badad. Right, first part again, Echa. Echa yeshva badad, the city that's left alone, forgotten. That's badad. Right, what does it say by the, by the Mitzorah? Badad yeshev. He sits alone, forgotten, pushed out. And yet, it also says at the end of the Torah, V'yishkon Yisrael betach badat. Israel will dwell safe and alone. Am levadad yishkon. Right? The Am levadad yishkon said, said Bilam. Right? So that's a very different badad. Levado has opposite meanings and states and levado has opposite meanings. So here it says, V'yivaser Yaakov levado. You know what the Medrash is saying? Know which Levado is going on here. V'nisgav Hashem Levado Bayomahu. That's the Vayivaser Yaakov Levado. He was left alone, he was going to find a Malach, and he was going to win. That's the Levado we're talking about. Yaakov, his self-worth, his self-recognition, realizing who he is. Ukemochen kanisha Yaakov Levado, hainu lios mugba umiyuchad, ke'echad amuram ba'am. B'madre gasoha na'alis. That's the that's the the levado that we're talking about. Someone who is going to be called Yisrael in a couple of psukim. That's step one. Levado is the uplifted type of levado. Step two, pachim ktanim. Symbolically, what might the pachim ktanim mean? He forgot the pachim ktanim. Koi al achenu bnei Yisrael. He's talking about those forgotten Jews. Those Jews who are so far away and so distant. They don't feel the godless. They don't recognize this, the magic. 
didn't forget about them either. Come back over the Nachal. Come back with me. The Pachim Katanim. He went back for He didn't give up on them. That's the Pachim Katanim. As long as they had. And he says that's the Indian of Neishanaka. They found the Pachshemim Chasim Bechosom Shachoin Gadol. As long as the Jew has the Chosom of the Kohen Gadol. All he has from Avram Avinu, the Chosom, whether it's Brismila, he has that, that fire in him that can be lit up again. He's got a little oil to light a little candle. The Pachim Ketanim. The Kad. That little Kad could be the source of such an ace. That's Pachim Ketanim. It's the forgotten, the lowly, the distant Jews that need so much chizik and so much help. Put point one and point two together now when we get a full picture, says the Shemanatov. Point number one, Levado. Levado is the uplifted, inspired, feeling great, close to Hashem Levado. Step two, the Pachim Ketanim are the distance, the forgotten, the forsaken Jews. Put it together. The only way that a Jew is able to inspire and to bring back and to bring close those forgotten Pachim Ketanim is if he has the Levado attitude. If I don't realize the godless and the greatness and the magic and the majesty and the awesome nature of being a Shomer Torah Mitzvah, that we have such a great purpose in life and every moment of our life could be significant and important, and valuable, and we can make it eternity. If I don't have that attitude, there's no way I'm going to inspire anybody else. First, Vayivasar Yaakov Lovado. He was Lovado, he went back to get the Pachim Ketani. Works together. Says the Shem HaTov, Dafka those who it says Lovado about. That they're they love their level. They can raise him up. And he says, I'll be Drush. It says the beginning of Parshas Emar. You've got to be a Gadol in order to bring up the Ketanim. Right? We have to be sure of ourselves in a positive, wonderful way in order to be able to bring those back. So three ideas about the Pacham Ketanim. Number one, the Arizal, about appreciating everything Hashem gives us, not forgetting, not like that philosopher who even threw away the water pump. Number two, second idea of the Pacham Ketanim is it's the Pach, it's the Kad that was used in all the different times of history where the Kad refilled itself. And number three, it's the Lavado, the uplifted Lavado, like Badad has the two types. And in that way, one is able to lift up the Pachim Tanim that, that is surrounding him. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. Number nine. Fascinating Ha'ara. We know at the end of the fight, we've spoken about the fight in the past, Yaakov and the Malach. Let's review a couple of Sukkim. Paraglamid, Beis, Pasaglamid. Right before Shlishi. Well, first, before that, Vayomer shalcheni ki alashacha. The Malach says, "You gotta let me go." Vayomer lamashmecha. Malach asks, "What's your name?" You didn't even know who he was fighting with. By the way, who am I beating up here? Right? Yeah, he obviously knew. He was just about. He was a leadin. Vayomer, he was a setup line. Vayomer Yaakov. He says, "My name is Yaakov." Vayomer lo Yaakov yomer shemcha ki im Yisrael. No, your name is also going to be Yisrael. Kisarisi men alokim v'nashim v'atuchal. Because you fought with, with the Malachim and with men, with love and Vatuchel, and you are able. So Yaakov becomes also Yisrael. Vayishol Yaakov. Vayomar, Agid and Hashemecha. Yaakov says, tell me your name. Not, not Rav Pincus picks up on this. First the Malach talks to Yaakov about his name. And then right after that, Yaakov says, okay, now it's your turn. Now you tell me your name. Vayomer, Lomazet Tishalosh me. What are you asking me for? Well, Yaakov gave him an answer. Yaakov says, my name is Yaakov. He says, no, your name is also Yisrael. Okay, what's your name? Now, what do you ask me such a question for? What, you just asked me that question. Right? What are you asking me my name for? What, what does the Malach mean by that? Says Rashi. We don't have a Kavua name. Our names are constantly changing. It all depends what our shlichus is. Says of Pincus, unbelievable. 
Malachim never stay the same. They're constantly changing. Their name is constantly changing. Lo malachim ain't shame kavua. I can't tell you what I'm today. I'm not going to be tomorrow. I only exist for this shlichus. Yaakov Avinu, his name is forever. A Jew's the same. A Jew's always the same. A Malach's always changing. His purpose is always changing. A Jew always has the same purpose. A Jew's name is always the same. The Jew always has the same shlichus. Cesar Pink is continuing though. Rayonifla tamun kan bapasuk. Saru shal esav asitra achba omer liyakov. Li ain't shame. Klomar. What does the Malach mean? The Malach is also, this is the Saru shal esav. This is the Eitzahara. I'm different. It's even deeper than what we just said. That your purpose is always the same and mine is changing. I'm always in your life, says the Saru shal esav. I'm the Eitzahara. I'm the Sitra I'm always changing. There are different Yitzhaharas in every generation. We have different Yitzhaharas at different stages of our life. We have different Yitzhaharas in different areas of our life that we're in the same day. Constantly changing. Pam Karlo Avarzara, Fashachtos Avarzara, Philosophy Haskala. It doesn't matter what, there's a different Yitzhahara in every generation, says the Sarashalesav. Why are you asking me? I'm always changing. But you're the same. You're always Yaakov and you're always Israel. That'll be your name forever and ever. Because you could always accomplish. And you could always overtake me. It, the problem is, as our thinker, sometimes we don't know what the Yitzhahara is until hindsight. And it's too late. Then we can look back and say, that's what was so hard. And that's what we had to overcome. We don't always realize it. But the first step is to realize that in every generation, Sarah Shalesav is there. And in our lives, our Shalazav is saying, I'm not the same as I was yesterday. And you conquered that one, there's going to be a new one today and a new one the next day. But that's what life's about. Life's about conquering. And you know what? We're called B'nai Yisrael. We could do it. We could do it. And just related to that, finishing up, the final thought is about the Gid Hanasheh. As we know, the Malach pushes Yaakov's thigh. And related to that, we don't need to get Hanasha. Says the Sefer Achinuch, the symbolism of the Gid Hanasha, what is it to remind us? The Gid Hanasha should be a very, every time we go to the butcher shop and we don't buy the Gid Hanasha because it's not sold, we have to realize what's it about. Misharshe Mitzvazu, line 8. Kedeshe Tiei Remez Yisrael is to give us Chizuk. Sha'af Apishe Yisbalut Saras Rabos Bagolios. It's been 2,000 years that we've been suffering to Esav. You betuchim shalom do know that God hasn't forgotten us. We're limping. We limp through history. We limp through Galus. But don't worry. How do we remember this? Remember this. Why? That Malach, he wanted to kill it, Yaakov. Wanted to kill him. He at least pained him. He pushed our thigh. He pogromed us. He crusaded us. He holocausted us. To put it into verbs. They didn't stop. But Yaakov won. And at the end of days, Yaakov didn't even limp anymore. And he became Yisrael. Ula basov tielem teshua mehem. That's our teshua. Ukemosha matzinu ba'av, like Yaakov Avinu set the stage for us. Shazar chalo ha-shemesh, l'raposa, the sun came out. V'nosha minatzar. Ken yizrach lanu ha-shemesh l'mashiach. V'yorapeinu mitzareinu v'yagaleinu. Says the chinuf, that's the gina nasheh. To remind us that throughout the tsaris, there's going to be a Vayizrach Lo Hashemesh. And what's even going to happen there, and when this will close, says the Chafetz Chaim, the Malach wanted to kill him. And what does Yaakov say right after he wants to kill him? Give me a bracha. Give me a bracha? Tupsuk and Mechor wanted to kill him. What does Yaakov say? Lo Hashalecha Chachim Be'erachtani. I'm going to give you a bracha? I want to kill you. The Malach gives a bracha. Because at the end of days, Vayizrach Lo Hashemesh, that's the Yeshua. The whole world is going to recognize us. The whole world is going to recognize the Ovde Hashem 
And that's what he says on line 10. But that's the Alos HaShachar. That's the Ayelat HaShachar. That's what we daven for. And again, just to end with the words of the Chinuch. The sun rose for him and saved him from the pain. Amen.